All right, welcome back to another episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a wonderful day as always. Uh, real fast, Manitoba, like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff that helps out the show. I really do appreciate it. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook and YouTube. It's Manitoba Freethinker and Be Freethinker on TikTok, Twitter, Minds, Liberty, Rumble, basically all of them. Uh, if you want to send me an email, it's mbfreethinker at gmail.com or you can go to my website, mbfreethinker at wordpress or dot wordpress.com if you want the audio only um, episodes. But all right, Manitoba, let me just switch this up here. Once again, CBC comes out with another hit piece against Ordinary Manitobans. Um, this is what a normal news agency should run a non-biased article. Take a look at this. Candidates step up to run for trustee after plan to eliminate Manitoba school board scrapped. This is how biased... CBC Manitoba is. Pandemic protesters try making the leap to politics in Manitoba's civic school board races. So for weeks, our mainstream media has been um, putting out article after article saying that there's a shortage of people running to be um, Reeves, uh, school board trustees, Everything. So then when Manitobans step up, then this is how they're treated by our mainstream media. Right away, CBC wastes no time and delivers a hit piece against them. But from C CTV News, the cutoff for candidates vying for a school trustee in Manitoba to file their nomination papers has passed. The role was almost eliminated through provincial legislation. Uh, the the Manitoba government has since abandoned, but some observers say uh, said the plan to get rid of school boards continues to reverberate. Okay. After serving four terms in 16 years as a school trustee, the current board chair of the Pemina Trail School Division has decided not to seek re-election. I think 16 years is a long time, and maybe it's time for me to do other things and to allow other people to come onto the board, Diane Zuck said. In the ward, Zuck has represented no incumbents are running this year for the uh, three trustee positions that are up for grabs. Six people have put up their names forward to run in that ward alone, on the heels of the Manitoba government first introducing and later scrapping legislation that would have eliminated school trustees and centralized decision-making. So, I mean, th it goes on to just like basically saying what a good thing it is for uh, Manitoban stepping up. But from CBC, week in and week out, it's just nothing but hit pieces and, and hate. Candidates stress there's more, than can um, more to their candidacy than opposition to pandemic measures. Fierce opposition to COVID-19 measures is reverberating through Manitoba's upcoming municipal and school board elections. Wow, that word is really being used in our mainstream media this week. Uh, 
It's believed at least a dozen people on ballots in October are vocal critics of pandemic-era restrictions, some of whom gained widespread notoriety for their dissent. Like, right off the bat, they're attacking them. (laughs) Dick Eastland said running for a school board seat wasn't something he seriously considered before the pandemic, He said discussions with others who rallied against the restrictions and vaccine mandates changed his mind. Good job, Dick Eastland. Mine too. Quote, we have been talking about uh, this a lot privately from person to person and trying to aspire. Whoa, what the fuck is going on? Oh, sorry for swearing, but my internet was tripping out. Sorry, quote, we've been talking about this a lot privately from person to person and trying to inspire each other to show some strength, end quote, he said. For a lot of people, they're getting completely out of their comfort zone. This includes Eastland, whose own kids are out of school. Quote, there's no reason for me to do this, except that I strongly believe that there are a lot of people felt helpless when it came to making, when it came to masking their children or vaccinating them, end quote. Eastland, who is looking to represent Ward 1 in the Pemina Trail School Division in Winnipeg, argues the current trustees are too willing to go along with the crowd rather than think for themselves. He wouldn't be afraid to chart his own path, he said. Quote, my reputation isn't at stake here, Eastland said. Me battling for families that are maybe getting run over by the machine, so to speak. That's who I'm here for. Carl Krebs, who failed to turn Winkler, Manitoba into a sanctuary city immune from pandemic restrictions, actively encouraged like-minded people to run for office. This is CBC Manitoba, supposed to be not biased, unreal. He, He told a restaurant full of his supporters in August that if enough of the people run, this will be a memorable moment in the history book for of Manitoba. He's one of two people seeking to become mayor of Winkler. Krebs will face Henry Siemens, a longtime counselor. In an interview on Friday, Krebs said he hopes his own decision uh, said he hopes his own decision to seek office and subsequent appeals to others had the desi- desired effect. Quote We're all in this to bring about change that will bring us back to where we were. Krebs said, nobody is looking for a different community other than the one that we had two years ago. And that's what we've been affected. That's what's been affected, I apologize. We've seen the effects of mandates on businesses. We've seen the effects of promoting medical choices that people are not comfortable making. Krebs said one person he encouraged to run is his good friend Don Bouchard, who's challenging challenging counselor Jim Funk to serve as Reeve of the Arm of Hanover. Bouchard, atten- <laughs> Bouchard attended rallies with convoy protest supporters where he's done ministry and performed baptisms. They're just linking everyone that has anything to do with the convoy or the freedom rallies as a negative. It's unreal. He said what's broken in society is this tendency to believe there's only one opinion um, and other perspectives are wrong. Quote, people are allowed to be angry. They're allowed to think differently. And if I'm offended, I have the problem. End quote. 
Angela Anderson Johnson, who was among nine nominees vying for a single seat in Ward 5 of the Winnipeg School Division Board, said she's been branded online as an opponent of COVID-19 measures, and she's been bombarded with critical comments since her name was listed on the ballot. She said those uh, remarks have empowered her. Quote, I can go to all the rallies and listen to them, but it's not doing anything right. Nothing's changing. So I think if I do get elected to be a school trustee, I think things could happen. Todd McDougall is one of five people convicted this summer for repeatedly violating COVID-19 public health orders. He said he used to be a member of the he said he used to be a member of the Proud Boys and the local group, which has since dissolved, had no connection to the radicalism in the United States. Like, as if they even bring that up. Like, I've never even heard of that. Like, nothing about Wham Media, like Winnipeg Alternative Media. Nothing about his political views. McDougal knows he's garnered a reputation for his views on COVID-19, but said he doesn't want voters in War 2 of the Pemina Trail School Division to pigeonhole him as a one-issue candidate. Three of the four hopefuls in that race will be elected. He wants discussions with voters to be about, quote, what's happening in education right now, end quote, McDougal said. He hopes people afford that some same opportunity to all candidates that may be portrayed as having fringe views. Like him, Patrick Allard, Allard, who was also charged in court for floating pandemic rules, wants more transparency on school board decisions and more opportunities for parents to have their say. That sounds pretty good to me. Like him, Patrick Allard, who was also charged in court for floating pandemic rules, wants... Oh, I read that, sorry. Allard is one of three people vying to become a trustee in Ward 8 in the Winnipeg School Division. So, Manitoba, the reason I'm reading this article are these are the people that we should all vote for. Real, honest people that want change. That have had enough with the government overreaching and overstepping the past three years. And it starts here. The school trustees, city councillors, mayor. He's happily encouraged people to run for office on social media, he said, but denies targeting a certain group of anti-mandate protesters with his messaging. If you're frustrated with those in public office, you should get involved, he said. Quote, I was always told when I was young, if you don't like the laws, run for office and change them, end quote. Sounds about right. Christopher Adams, an adjunct professor of political studies at the U of M, said the the path from protests to politics is well-traveled, no matter which end of the political spectrum they occupy. Quote, I think many people who protested COVID measures got a taste of how enjoyable it was to be part of the media spotlight and to be in groups talking about issues of importance to them, Adams said. It's not surprising that these individuals would come forward and be part of a local campaign. Or how about maybe they actually really want change? He added some of these candidates may not seriously think they could win. Meanwhile, those individuals hoping to gain power may have a better shot at school board elections since they don't generally garner much attention and any incumbents do not have much name recognition. Okay. 
So that that's how CBC frames it. Unreal. And the other um, big news of the week is Mayor Hopeful Woodstock, Don Woodstock, uh, from Winnipeg's son, Woodstock won't back away from comments about Indigenous men. And spoiler alert, he didn't say nothing that bad. So, but I'll, I'll, I'll read to you what he said. And it's so funny how, again, the, the stark difference of how CBC will frame an article like I said, candidates step up to run for trustee and how CBC frames it. It's the same thing for this um, this uh, news article. Strong criticism and calls to step away from his mayoral campaign have been leveled against one candidate for mayor of Winnipeg after that candidate made comments that he believes Indigenous men don't, quote, value women. During an election forum event last week with some of Winnipeg's current mayoral candidates, Don Woodstock, a security company owner who is now making his second run for mayor of Winnipeg, was asked what could be done to better deal with the issue of violent crimes perpetrated against Indigenous women and girls in Winnipeg and about the issue of missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. Woodstock said he believes there is a general disrespect towards women by Indigenous men. Quote, in most cases, if you talk to them and listen to them and listen to how they view and value women, it's not the same as how I view and value women, Woodstock said during the event. I'm giving you my view of what I've seen, end quote. He asked that Indigenous men now, quote, come to the table to help deal with the issue of violence against women. So, I, I'm sure most of you guys have heard of this already, but this is how CTV frames it. Winnipeg mayoral candidates' comments about Indigenous men condemned. And this is the non-biased CBC Winnipeg mayoral candidate Don Woodstock blames Indigenous men for violence against Indigenous women. <laughs> Do you think that they're like trying to maybe scare you away from Don Woodstock? Because he's not part of the machine. He's not Glenn Murray. And we all know CBC is just Trudeau's mouthpiece. Just a liberal front piece. So, I mean, again, article after article, CBC is just shows its true colors. And we are funding them with our tax money. That's the most frustrating part. Winnipeg Mayoral's candidate from CTV News. Winnipeg Mayoral candidates comments about Indigenous men condemned. First Nations leader and rival candidates are condemning remarks, remarks made by Winnipeg man who wants to be mayor. Mayoral candidate Don Woodstock said indigenous men need to do more to stop violence against women. He stands by his remarks made at the mayoral forum, which garnished backlash and demands for an apology. Surrounded by supporters outside City Hall, mayoral hopeful 
Robert Falcon Ouellette held a news conference to denounce the comments made by Woodstock. Ouellette, who didn't hear the remarks himself, said he learned about what was said through the media. Quote, some comments were made which were extremely inappropriate, racist, unfortunate. Real fast, Manitoba, a quick way to lose my vote is virtue signal and and just throw your opponent under the bus when you you know i mean i don't know don woodstock personally i've never met him but based on what i've heard the guy is not racist it doesn't sound racist to me anyways and first of all i thought you had to be white to be racist that's what the media kept saying for the last three years last 10 years actually with trudeau in charge it happened during the forum hosted by Council of Women of Winnipeg Thursday night at John Osborne Veterans Club, which 10 of 11 mayoral candidates attended. It was a forum focused on issues of safe and affordable access to transit and ways to improve safety for women. Brenda Bolzik, council president and forum organizer, said Woodstock's remarks came after a different candidate brought up the issue of missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. Quote, when it came to him, his remarks, his remark was he felt Indigenous men should look into it, and we were all kind of surprised by that comment, uh, Bulezik said. Woodstock said he has no regrets and stands by his comments. Chiefs, elders, they have a responsibility in playing a very significant role where murdered and missing women are concerned in terms of the men in that society, Woodstock said on Friday. Chief, oh sorry, Grand Chief Garrison Seti of Manitoba, Kiwatanawi Okamakanak, called the remarks ignorant and uninformed and urged Woodstock to apologize and to reconsider his decision to run for mayor. Really? The Grand Chief said many First Nations men are working to reclaim cultural teachings and to end gender-based violence. Deputy Grand Chief Cornell McLean of the Assembly of Manitoba Chiefs called Woodstock's comments appalling and demanded an apology. McLean said the issue of missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls is systematic and societal, linked to the violent impacts of colonization assimilation, and the removal of First Nations children from their homes. Quote, Heath should think before he speaks. Violence happens everywhere, not only for First Nations men. It happens all over the place, right? So we're the first ones to put the curb to it in terms of getting healing. Ulet said Woodstock should know better. Quote, I must say I'm very surprised, Ulet said. I think sometimes saying you're sorry is an appropriate reaction. Grand Chief said he said comments like Woodstock's do nothing to improve public safety in Winnipeg, which has the largest urban indigenous population in Canada. Said he said such remarks only create division and spread misinformation. So, real fast Manitoba, Everyone knows that it's not a race thing. But when it's happening, if you want to solve what's happening to murdered and missing Indigenous women, wouldn't step one be to look at who's committing the crimes? 
But just like I pointed out a couple weeks ago, it's if if the if the accused accused or the perpetrator isn't <laughs> the right color, it's not talked about. Like it was not too long ago, in Manitoba. Dumas seeking treatment for childhood trauma asks asks for understanding before a crucial AMC vote. From CBC, Assembly of Manitoba Chief says non-confidence votes set, still set for Friday despite announcement by Arlene Dumas. And then it, I read this article out. You you got to go halfway down the freaking article to find out that he's charged with sexual harassment. So when when there's a person in charge, a male figure in charge that commits a crime you're not allowed to talk about it because it's it's racist to talk about it so could like can you imagine i i I said this a few weeks ago could you imagine being the victim and when the mainstream media just soft pedals the person that victimized you so don woodstock just Like, here, I'm going to play you the clip, Manitoba, and have a listen for yourself. I'm going to go full screen for you guys. Ten out of eleven mayoral candidates took part in this forum at a veterans' hall. Tell me if you think this is that bad. They faced questions about women's safety, and many offered passionate responses. Then, Don Woodstock blamed one group for violence against Indigenous women. Indigenous men... Woodstock said Indigenous men don't value women the way he does. My view, what I've seen and what I hear, and and Indigenous men, youth, need to come to the table and solve this issue of murdered and missing women. They are the link. These comments did not go over well. Jenny Makala called them racist. Rana Bakari briefly walked out. I don't think I needed to sit here and listen to him uh, spew that absolute disgraceful, disrespectful, completely inaccurate, factually incorrect, perpetuating more violence against Indigenous women. Comment. Robert. Real fast, Manitoba. I can't even bring stuff up about Rana Bakari because every opportunity she gets, she just blocks me. Uh, back on Canada Day, or no, sorry, back uh Pakistan Independence, she was celebrating it, which rightly so, but I just made a joke saying something like, it's funny how no one's talking about the uh, mishaps and all the wrongdoings of Pakistan on their Day of Independence, unlike Canada Day. And right away, Rani Bukhari went into this long spiel um, about how she agreed with the fact that we should point out all atrocities performed by Canada on Canada Day and not celebrate Canada Day, but that should not be allowed on Pakistan's Day of Independence. And I was like, really? And then she realized how it sounded, that she would basically happily talk shit about Canadians on Canada Day. Then she blocked me. So, real fast, yeah, I just had to say that real fast, Manitoba. Robert Falconolette arrived late and didn't hear Woodstock blame Indigenous men. It's a true Indigenous male who respects what it means to be Indigenous and follows the Indigenous philosophy and the warrior way of life, has a lot of respect for the whole family. The forum's organizer also was not impressed. 
It saddens me to hear people still talking like that, as if they're still back in the dark ages. After the forum, Woodstock received an earful. If you are running for mayor, please do not generalize my people. There are at least 10 more mayoral debates or forums scheduled before Election Day. Not all are inviting every candidate. Bartley Kivas, CBC News, Winnipeg. All right, so yeah, do you, Manitoba, leave a comment below. Do you think what he said was that bad? Because I think that, this is my point. <clears throat> this is what I, my point I made a couple weeks ago, and I didn't, I'll give you an example as well, Manitoba. I used to work on a remote reserve in Northern Ontario as a grocery manager for the Northern Store, and it was an excuse, an accepted excuse for the women to call in like sick, but not sick saying my boyfriend beat me up. So getting beaten up was obviously an accepted excuse to miss work, but that was just accepted. And then nothing else happened from there. We just said, okay, come try and come in the next day. Like there, and just so you guys know, there was an OPP detachment right on the island. So that community just accepted that. So it's obviously not a race thing. That's like no one is saying that. But when you look at the spouses of the victims and they happen to be in the same community, then isn't it like normal that you would um, like ask that community, the community leaders to step up when it's your members who are getting victimized? Sorry, Manitoba, I'm not sure if I lost you guys here. Either way, I'm gonna keep going like uh, like I still I'm still alive, but but yeah, Manitoba. So that's all my my point is is he's basically asking. I think I believe he's asking community members, the community leaders, to step up. I don't think that that that's that wrong. So I mean, a fast way to to knock at my vote is to just virtue signal saying that this is the worst thing ever and he should step down and blah 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 like everyone jenny motluck jumps on it no obviously rana bakari jumps on it like it's frustrating but either way manitoba i mean <laughs> once again <laughs> the virtue signaling signaling in manitoba is strong Uh, let me pull this next article up. So it's hit piece after hit piece or just straight up. <laughs> this is unreal. Questions arise over Manitoba liquor and lotteries orange shirt day purchase. Like. This is supposed to be about truth and reconciliation. The Crown Corporation brought, bought t-shirts from a non-Indigenous company. 
How is that news? Did they buy from a Manitoba company? Because why does race got to come into it? Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries. Like that's uh, Manitoba, right? Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries is facing criticism over how it purchased its Orange Shirt Day t-shirts. After it came to light, the Crown Corporation used a non-Indigenous company to produce them and it's not planning to make any donation to indigenous non-profits. So is that is that what the with this this um holiday or day off is about money? Earlier this year the Crown Corporation put a bid looking for a company to print about 9,000 t-shirts, 7,000 shirts for the various festivals plus an additional 2,000 for Orange Shirt Day. So let me just say that again. The Crown Corporation put out a bid. So they followed the law. In April, it was awarded to a Winnipeg-based, Winnipeg-based, non-Indigenous custom printing company that CBC News decided not to name. Congratulations, CBC, for not naming the company that did absolutely nothing wrong just to try and garner hate. You did one good thing right. But the the fact that this is even an article, I know you're going to say, why am I talking about it? I'm just trying to show you how shitty fucking CBC is. Like, when do we start bringing race into bids for public companies? Is that really what we're doing now? A spokesperson for the Crown Corporation said it followed uh, procurement guidelines. No shit. However, the award ra- uh, raised questions about how government organizations should support indigenous businesses on September 30, the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Earlier this year, they put a bid out for 9,000 shirts. 2,000 of them included the orange shirts. Settle down. Like, it's Unbelievable. It, quote, it's part of reconciliation, said Michelle Cameron, owner of Dreamcatcher Promotions, an indigenous-owned promotions company based in Headingley, about 20 km west of Winnipeg. Orange Shirt Day, quote, is an indigenous campaign, and if you really wanted to do the right thing, try and search out an indigenous printing company from start to finish. Another fast way to lose my vote is bring race into any sort of um, government policy. It should be for Winnipeg on the civic side and for Manitoba on the provincial. But soon as you start passing bills for this race or that gender, you lose me. On September 30th, people across the province will be donning orange shirts in an acknowledgement of the ongoing harms of residential schools to Indigenous peoples. The quote orange shirt refers to the shirt Phyllis Webstad was given by her grandmother for her first day at St. Joseph's Mission Residential School in BC. When Phyllis got to school, they took away her clothes, including her new shirt, which was never returned. Cameron's mother, aunts, and uncles are all residential school survivors. Her company sells orange shirts out of the out of its Polo Park clothing store and its Winnipeg-based Indigenous Nations clothing apparel company 
it also does custom prints. There you go, Manitoba. Go there if you want. She commends anyone who supports the day by wearing a shirt, but said they need to understand why they should support Indigenous companies and organizations. <coughs> Sorry, Manitoba, I'm losing my voice. So the Liquor and Lottery spokesperson said they ended up ordering 1,900 t-shirts for Orange Shirt Day from the local company that won the contract. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. The majority of the shirts which were designed by the local Indigenous artist will be given to employees for free and a few hundred will be sold at casinos in Winnipeg at cost. So... I see absolutely nothing wrong with a government corporation following the law, the proper law. Like, we should not bring race into who gets contracts in Manitoba. That's going down a bad path. The other virtual signal that, like, is just mind-blowing... Quote, it's a, from CTV News. It's a, I'm surprised this isn't C, CBC, to be honest with you. It's a slap in the face. Winnipeg students given white shirt to wear instead of marking orange shirt day. Oh, my God. That must be racist. Let's find out, Manitoba. A Winnipeg family is upset after their child's school sent home a white shirt to wear on Thursday. <laughs> Real fast, for the school's 100th anniversary. Rather than an orange one to mark the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Daniel Johnson said his daughter is struggling with what to wear to school Thursday. Struggling. A day when typical, typically students and staff would wear an orange shirt. A day when typically students and staff would wear an orange shirt. Isn't this like the second year? And the, the white shirt is for the hundredth year? Typically, students and staff would wear an orange shirt, I'll add, for the second time in history to support the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, as Friday is a day off. However, Johnson says Windsor School sent home a white shirt, recognizing the school's 100th anniversary instead. How could they? Students were given the choice this Thursday to wear either the white shirt for the anniversary or the orange one on their, of their own. Quote, she doesn't know. She cried to my wife this morning. She feels very confused and conflicted on what her choice is. Is this really an issue for students these days? What color t-shirt to wear? To put this together and to put a celebration with this recognition that they've decided to put, I think it's a slap in the face. Windsor School Principal Darren Baker says Truth and Rec Reconciliation Learning will be incorporated into September 29th schedule and orange ribbons will be there for students to wear. We don't think of it as one day or one event. 
We want it to be an ongoing and deep learning process, Baker told CTV News. The school consulted with Louis Riel School Division's Indigenous Education Team about what the day should look like. Just give me one sec, Manitoba. Quote, we had a lot of conversations about what is this opportunity really about, and it's an opportunity to not only recognize a hundred years of the school, but how we do, but how do we move forward for the next 100 years? Said Bobby Joe LeClaire, the school division's vice principal of indigenous education. Oh my God. This is the first time I'm reading this. I'm just going to scroll down to this part, Manitoba, because it's already 37 minutes. School apologizes for shirts. Darren Baker, principal at Windsor School, sent a statement on Tuesday apologizing for the decision to provide the white shirts. Quote, through the planning committee felt it was important that each student receive a memento for the day. We see now that providing a t-shirt in a color other than orange for students to wear on September 29th, a day reserved for recognizing Orange Shirt Day in schools, created harm in our community, Baker said. Please accept this apology. Oh my God, buddy, you're losing your job. They're coming for you now. So he bowed out, bowed down, big deal. I mean, it apparently was devastating the students. They, what what do they do, Manitoba, white or orange? Like, can you believe that? But either way, Manitoba, that is going to do it for today's show. I just wanted to show you once again the hypocrisy Um Basically from CBC Manitoba. Like it's week in and week out. They just. This is supposed to be uh, non-biased. I mean every single article the CBC comes out. Which should say opinion piece. Because they are so fucking biased. And the problem is they're getting federal tax dollars in the billions. And they're. They're. They're not just presenting the facts and letting you come up with your decision. They're trying to paint you a picture. Like, it's extremely clear here. The only article I bet you they're going to talk about these candidates, Todd McDougald, Patrick Aller, Dick Eastland, Angela John, all of them, Krebs, Bouchard, who's a minister, they just want to link him to the rallies, the freedom rallies. So they're just going to shit talk all these people. And they're going to what? Talk good about who? Glenn Murray? <laughs> like Gillingham? Rana Bakari? Like just the status quo makes me sick. But either way, Manitoba, love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. I will catch you on Thursday. Remember, like, share, subscribe. Do all that good stuff that helps out the show. Bye.